you got your Bible, open them to Genesis, the 28th chapter. Let me read a few verses. Our prayers are for those that are sick today. Remember Elizabeth Kane, Sister Tana's sister's in the hospital, needs a touch from God. Sister Alicia needs a touch from God. Several others. Amen. Keep, keep them in your prayers. Genesis 28 and 10, the Bible said, And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place. Everybody say, a certain place. It was a certain place. And he tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took up the stones of that place and put them for his pillows. And lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed and behold a ladder set up on the earth. And the top of it reached to heaven. And behold the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold the Lord stood above it and said I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father. And the God of Isaac the land whereon thou liest. To thee will I give it and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. And thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold I am with thee and I will keep thee in all places whither thou goest. And will bring thee again into this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob awaked. Everybody say, he awaked. He awaked out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place. What kind of place was it? It was a certain place. He said, this is none other but the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Amen. This is the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Amen. I want to preach about the house of God. The gate of heaven. Set your Bibles down. Lift your hands to the Lord. Lift your voices to the Lord. Amen. We need God to help us right now. Come on. Prayer warriors, help me pray in the name of Jesus. Come on, would you fervently seek after God right now? Hallelujah, we love you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. Why don't you join up with somebody right now? Come on, why don't you join your faith with their faith? Hallelujah, God is a miracle working God. Hallelujah, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, you've been faithful to us. Come on, pray. Come on, pray until the Holy Ghost begins to pray through you. Pray until you feel that power of God right now. Hallelujah. By the authority of the name of Jesus, yeah, uh, Come on, 
Come on, lift up your voice like a voice of triumph. With a voice of triumph. Triumph. We're not going under, we're going over. Hallelujah. I wish somebody just praise him right now. Come on, I feel you. You're standing at the gate to heaven right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on for another moment. The Holy Ghost is doing something right now. The Holy Ghost is touching people right now. I rebuke every devil in hell that would come against these people. I rebuke every doubt, every unbelief. We're going forward. Come on, take somebody by the hand and say, help me pray. Help me touch God. Help me get a breakthrough. I need the word to help me. I need the mercy today. I need strength today. I need healing today. Come on, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank the Lord, thank the Lord. Why don't you put your hands together for Jesus now? Clap your hands, all ye people. Woo, this is biblical. Clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Yay, Lord. Yay, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Amen. Praise God. I want to preach about, everybody say, the house of God. Everybody say, that's the gate of heaven. Amen. Praise God. The house of God is the gate of heaven. Amen. Praise God. Feel the Holy Ghost in this house today. I'm praying before we leave, everybody gets renewed in the Holy Ghost. Praying that everybody that's discouraged gets encouraged. Pray that everybody that needs a healing gets a healing. Pray that everybody that's off track gets back on track. Hallelujah. Where does that happen? I'll tell you where it happens. It happens in the house of God. Amen. This story that I read today, it's a story of Jacob, and he's in trouble, and he's 
running from his brother Esau after he stole the birthright and stole the blessing. Man, sometimes you just have to learn if you quit stealing, you don't have to run no more. Praise God. Well, that's a message in itself right there. Somebody broke into the trailer there at the new church, stole some of my tools, and, and they got stuck and had to, they made four ruts trying to get out. Praise God. Man, they were running because they were thieves. Praise God. That's why I walk slow, because I ain't stole nothing. Amen. Praise God. The devil's a liar. I said the devil's a liar. Man, but it's amazing when people are in trouble sometimes. It's not all the time, but a lot of times people have to get in trouble before they ever discover the certain place. And so Jacob, he stole and he's lied and his mama lied and say what you want, but he, he, he was in trouble. And he's running away and the Bible said he comes up on a certain place, a particular place. And he lays down and he goes to sleep and he begins to dream. And in this dream he sees a stairway it's not a ladder it says a ladder but that the old English that means a stairway it wasn't like a extension ladder like brother Luis climbs every day and paints <laughs> praise God he's looking at me saying what did he say <laughs> praise God amen but it was a stairway and on this stairway were angels that were everybody say they were ascending and they were descending. Angels are the messengers of God. Amen. Let me tell you, if angels are going up and they're coming down, let me tell you what they're doing. They're doing what God told them to do. Let me tell you, if angels are coming up and going down, that means there was some prayers getting answered that day. Boy, I feel like preaching right now. I feel like preaching about prayer if that's all right for a little while. Amen. But let me tell you where this was happening. It was happening at a, everybody say a certain place. Amen. The angels were going up and down and they were answering prayers. And from this certain place, he sees God, which in the Old Testament, the Hebrew was the word Elohim. He said the Lord God was standing at the top of the stairs. Amen. There wasn't three of them standing there. Well, I said there wasn't three standing there. It was God. Boy, I love this word. It was God that was standing at the top of the stairs and it was God that began to speak to Jacob in this dream and he was saying, I'm going to bless you, Jacob. Praise the Lord. Just like I blessed your grandpa, Abraham, and just like I blessed your daddy, Isaac, I'm going to bless you too. Praise God. Amen. I don't like people saying it don't happen like it used to. I don't like to hear God ain't moving like he used to. 
I don't like hearing God ain't a healer like he used to be. I still believe God is willing to pass it down to as many generations that want him. Hey, I believe if we serve the same God the last generation did, uh, and we'll make the same commitments the last generation did, and we'll pray like they did, uh, and we'll be holy like they were, we'll get the same blessing they got. Clap your hands to the Lord if you believe that. So God speaks to him, I'm going to bless you. And he wakes up and he says, my, my, my. The Lord is in this place. And I didn't even know it. Ain't it funny how people stumble in here sometimes. Some of them want $5. (laughs) Some of them are just trying to figure out what's going on. Some of them want to know what all the cars are outside for. Well, that's what Sister Tana did. She wanted to know what all them cars were. She was going to a church where there wasn't hardly no cars. She brought her husband up here, and the first day he got the Holy Ghost. in this place and I didn't even know it (laughs) hallelujah you never know what will happen to you when you get in God's house He, he was the Bible said he was afraid and said this is a dreadful place that means this is a place to be reverenced amen reverence the house of God is a place to be reverenced. Well, hallelujah. I might preach a while. It's a house to be reverenced. How, how, do you, how, how does that happen? Well, you got to start out when they're little bitty. Amen. I, I wasn't uh, allowed to wear a ball cap in the church. It had been yanked off my head. Well, praise God. I wasn't even allowed to get up and go to the bathroom. The pincher would get a hold of me. Praise God. Thank God for a mama lobster. That five boys and one girl sitting down, lined up, acting right and doing right. Well, I just don't know how I can't get this one to behave. My mama got six to behave. You just need a switch. Well, praise God. My Lord, my Lord. Praise God. Well, I know we live in a new time, but the Bible, man, it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, you spare that rod, you'll ruin that child. I'm glad my mama didn't ruin me. Praise God. Praise God. A couple people clapping. It's all right. Don't look around. He described this place and he said this certain place is none other but the house of God. 
And this is the gate of heaven. He was saying, this is the house of God. And it clicked when he saw that stairway going from the house of God up to the heavens. This must be the gate to heaven. This must be how you get to heaven. Because hey, I'm going to preach. It went from the earth up to the heavens. And when he saw it, he said, this is none other but God's house. And this is the gate. This is the gate. This is how you get in. This is your access. This is... Well, hallelujah. Everybody say it's the gate. Everybody say it's the gate. The house of Lord is the gate to heaven. If you got the revelation, the house of God is the gate. It'd change your priorities. I said it'd change your priorities. Uh, Sleeping in on Sunday morning wouldn't be a priority to you anymore. Uh, If you got a revelation uh, that... that Come on, help me, church. Help me, church. Uh, Say, why can you not get people to come to church? Because you ain't got them a revelation yet. Praise God. Dr. Fauci ain't your pastor. Well, let me just preach a little while. Hey, man, uh, he ain't your pastor. I'm the pastor here. And I'm standing under the great shepherd today. And I'm going to preach the word of God to you. That the house of God is the gate to heaven. Hallelujah. Praise God. I've heard a lot of reasons why people couldn't come to church. Praise God. A lot of wonderful reasons. A lot of them not so wonderful. I needed to make $20. That ain't a good reason. Well, praise God. If you, if you, that's why I pray God let every man own his own business. Set his own schedule. It may not work for everybody. I ain't telling everybody what to do, but I'm telling you. Amen. I had a job 25 years ago making $25 an hour. All the benefits and life insurance and everything you can imagine with the federal government. But one thing wrong happened or one thing changed my whole life. I got the Holy Ghost. Messed me completely up. Because I worked 3 to 11 shift for the government. Amen. And I, I didn't care if they was having church across town before I had the Holy Ghost. But after I got the Holy Ghost. And I knew all them people were over there shouting and dancing and praising God. And I wasn't there. 
I didn't like that. I knew I was missing out. I wanted to be at the gate. So I took this little slip called a vacation slip. And every Tuesday night, because we had church on Tuesday night, I'd take four hours of vacation time. My supervisor made fun of me and all the maintenance people that worked with me made fun of me. They said, you ain't going to have no vacation time with your family. You're just going to spend all your vacation time going to church. It wasn't very long until God gave me a business idea. And it wasn't very long after that I was making twice as much money on my side job as I was my full-time job. And I turned in another slip called a two-week notice. And I walked out. And I've been going to church ever since. And I've been praising God because it's the gate to heaven. You're not going to pull me away from the gate. Hallelujah. Now, I, I go on vacation every now and then, but I don't even like to go on vacation, I don't think. Amen. One time I was, uh, they say you're supposed to go relieve your mind or whatever, so I, I, I listened to all the experts that were in the church. I went to Gulf Shores or Gulf Beach or something, I don't know. And, uh, it was Saturday night, and we, we was in Foley, Alabama, right out. Of, yeah, that, real close right there, because I wanted to go to Lambert's. So, and, and it was a Saturday night, and we was walking around some goofy mall. And all I could think about was, man, I love being in God's house on Saturday night for that little prayer time before Sunday morning. I, I about got sick to my stomach thinking, Hey, I wasn't pastoring a church. I was sitting on the pew. I loved Jesus as much then as I do now. I wanted to be at the gate to heaven. God, help me to preach a little while. Man, when you get the revelation that the house of God is the gate, change the priorities in your life. Amen, you wouldn't be doing chores on Sunday morning. You wouldn't be doing chores on Sunday night when people, God's people are worshiping. You wouldn't be goofing off on Wednesday night when God's people are worshiping. Amen, what, what are you talking about? When you get a revelation, it's going to change your life. Hey, I know people that's been in church 100 years, they still ain't got the revelation. You know what I'm praying? God, let revelation fall upon everybody in this house today. Uh, Hey, I want revelation now before it's too late. I don't want to get it afterwards when everybody else. Hey, I don't want the trumpet to blow and me be left behind because I didn't get it figured out on this side. I want to get a hold of the gate. Get a hold of the gate. Amen. Praise God. I wouldn't let somebody that didn't like me keep me away from the gate either. I wouldn't let somebody that talked about me keep me away from the gate either. I wouldn't let somebody posted something goofy on Facebook about me keep me away from the gate. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Take this whole world.
Jesus. I want to camp out by the gate. Live by the gate. Amen. Some people let past mistakes keep them from the gate. I'll just preach a little while what I'm feeling in my spirit. There's not a thing in this world that would keep me from the gate. Praise God. Don't let things that you've done in the past beat you down to the point that it drives you away from the gate. I'm telling you, the devil's a liar. He's a liar. He lies to people. He tells them you're an idiot. You don't belong there. He'll tell you you're not a worshiper. He'll tell you you don't belong at that church. You don't belong at that gate. God sent me a word. This is the gate to heaven. I, you may think I don't belong here, but you ain't going to run me off. I'm going to stay at the gate. I, I, hey. Some people come to church because they're looking for friends. You come to this church looking for friends, I pray that you do find friends. Because this is a friendly church. But that's the wrong reason to come to the gate. Why? Because friends will let you down. Some people come looking for position. If you come for position, I hope you find whatever you're looking for. But that ain't the right reason to come to this church. Because position will rotate you out. Amen. There, there will be a time. Come on, church. We're here because we know it's the gate. We're not here to be seen of people. We're not here to display our talents. We're here because we want to be saved. Hallelujah. Growing churches cause growing pains. And I understand all that. We got a bunch of people in chairs today. And I, praise God. Don't these young people in these chairs look good? Hallelujah. Praise God. Don't let a gate that gets bigger drive you away from the gate. Well, I'm just, I'm throwing it all out today. Every lie the devil tells people why you ought to leave the gate, I'm here to preach against it. You need to hold on to the gate. Hallelujah. Amen. When you realize it's my access, everybody say it's my access. How else are you going to be saved? 
How else could you get to a pl- past the gate without being at the gate? Anybody that tries to go in any other way is a thief and a robber. And God ain't going to allow that to happen. You got to do it like God said. Well, praise God. What are you preaching about? You, you, you got to love everybody. I said, you got to love everybody. Don't you know what they did? Don't you know it don't really matter? At the end of the day, does it really matter? When you hear the trumpet blow, do you think it'll really matter? Who said something? Who did something? Who cares? I'm on my way to heaven. And I'm so mad. I'm so glad. Amen. I'm not a sinner anymore. I'm not bound anymore. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me preach a little while. This is what I come to preach about now. So what is the house of God? What a question. What is the house of God? Abraham had a visitation from God and he built altars at a place that he called Bethel. This happened in Genesis 12 and 13. Bethel means the house of God. Everybody say the house of God. When you read the word Bethel, that means the house of God. In the 28th chapter, Jacob, he lights upon a certain place. Everybody just say a certain place. It was just a certain place that he just ended up there. And he, but he, he later named it, it was Luz, and he renamed it, it Bethel. Amen, meaning it was the house of God. Uh, in the Old Testament, the house of God uh, became uh, wood and silver and gold and fabric. And uh, uh, later on, it would be called, that was called the tabernacle in the wilderness. So later on, when it became a fixed position, there again, it was made out of wood and gold and silver and fabric and all this beautiful stuff. And it was known as the house of God. Amen. But when you get into the New Testament, the house of God begins to take on a different, uh, I guess, uh, idea. Amen. Not really a structure type idea. Not, not wood and not gold and not silver. Amen. But... It become called the church. Everybody say the church. The church simply means uh, in the Greek it was the ecclesia, which is the assembly. Everybody say the assembly. Everybody say assembly again. Amen. The church is not the carpet today, and it's not the pulpit, and it's not the baptistry, but the church today is... The ecclesia, it is the assembling of the people. Amen. When you get the Holy Ghost, you got baptized in Jesus' name, and you you started showing up on Sunday. Somebody said, how do you join this church? I said, "Uh, well, it's not me. God sets the members. (laughs) Amen. Uh, I'm not in control of the membership of this church, and that's why I can't kick anybody out. Because I didn't kick you in here. Amen. God kicked you in here, and it'll be God that kicked you out if you get kicked out. Don't, don't, don't try to tie my hand and make me. 
Don't try to make me be God. Let me just be his servant if you don't mind. Let me just preach his word and do what he tells me to do. Amen. And so he says something very amazing. He said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Praise God. Praise God. Are you starting to get a glimpse of what the house of God is in the New Testament? It's when two or three people get together in his name. Everybody say in his name. In his name, that's the church. If they're gathered together in three titles, that ain't the house of God. But where two or three are gathered together in his name, which means they know who Jesus is. He said, I'm going to be right there. You... Hallelujah. Praise God. That's why when they preach three persons, that's why those churches are dead. Praise God. That's why the ones that don't, have you ever figured out the ones that don't baptize in Jesus' name, they're dead churches? Because Jesus ain't there. He said, well, two or three are gathered together in. He said, my name I'm going to show up. And when he shows up. Well, them people, they just have different kind of church. You know, we're. I heard them say that, you know. The, the Pentecostals, they're just. That's where all the, uh, you know, the, the people with the personalities that are. What do you call them the, Extroverted or whatever. That's where all them people go. And the introverts, they all go to the other church. No, it ain't got nothing to do with personality. Because I'm shy. Praise God. I said I'm shy. But something happened when I got the Holy Ghost. I got Jeremiah's problem. I got the word of God inside of me and it's like fire. I said it's like fire. Uh, Shut up in my bones. Uh, It don't matter if you're shy, introvert, extrovert. When you get the Holy Ghost, you ain't going to sit still no more. Uh, Come on, clap your hands to the Lord together. But also, it would rule out the house of God is not the place where they're calling on the name of Jesus. They're not calling on the name of Jesus. That is not the house of God. Praise the Lord. But let me tell you what else ain't the house of God. It's the person that thinks they are the church all by themselves. The stay-at-home pastor. The stay-at-home prophetess. (laughs) 
You know why Jesus made the minimum number two? For him to show up? Praise God. Y'all never thought about this, did you? He said, where well, two or three are gathered together, my name. Because you got to have your brother. You got to have your sister. You got to have a pastor. He's not just a man, he's a pastor. Hey, well, well, he's just, he's just trying to get people behind him. I'm behind somebody else. I got a pastor that can pick up the phone right now and call me and tell me to be quiet. And I, well, I don't know about all that. I'm a man. I can do what. I'll tell you what kind of man I am. I'm a blessed man. Hey, there was a day when I wouldn't let anybody tell me anything, but I didn't have anything either. I didn't have two nickels to rub together. I didn't have no joy. I didn't have no peace. I sure didn't have no salvation. I won't go back. I can't go back. Get all that huff and puff out of you. Just live for God. Just love God. Just line up with the book. Just do what it says. Just try him and see. Hallelujah. Let me preach you all. Amen. Praise God. Some people think that they are the house of God. Praise God. Because of the scripture that says, ye are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Thank the Lord for the Bible. Amen. But you got to learn how to break down scripture. Ye is plural in the Old Testament the old or the Old English for you. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. If he said you are the temple of God, you might you just stay home and do your own deal. But he said, ye. All of y'all. The one that feels like you don't even belong here. You. You're part of it. Ye. Ye. Make up the temple of God. Praise God. You're not the temple all by yourself. Don't let me hurt your feelings with the word of God, but I'm going to preach a little while. The house of God has got many parts. Don't, don't let me burst your little self-righteous bubble. Huh? But you're not the temple all by yourself. God's house has got a lot of pieces to it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now therefore ye, ye, everybody say ye. Ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Ye are the household 
of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together. That could almost preach right there. I wish I had a bunch of two befores right now. I would preach about being fitly framed together. A two by four is not the temple. But it takes hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And it takes braces. And it takes trusses. And it takes firebox. And it takes bottom plates and top plates and bottom cords and top cords. And it takes plow and it takes all kinds of things to become a building. You are not the building by yourself. But when you got the Holy Ghost, honey, you got framed in. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together. Hallelujah. Listen to this powerful scripture. In whom ye, you know what that means? That means youans. It means all y'all. Ye also are builded together. <laughs> Praise God. I'm telling you, they used to sing a song when I was a little kid. I heard it a couple times. It was, it was this song. Me and Jesus got our own thing going. Brother Holmes wasn't paying attention. I guess he was looking over his notes. After he paid attention and listened to that song, he said, we're not going to sing that song in this church anymore. Because you and Jesus ain't got your own thing going. Hey, man, you're part of a structure. You, I said you're part of a structure. And it matters if you're here or not. It matters if the... Hallelujah. I wasn't finished with that scripture. I just got sidetracked. I said, ye are builded together. Everybody say together. Everybody say for. A habitation of God through the Spirit. You're building together so God can habitate. So what happens when you get disconnected? What happens when you hate your brother? You remove yourself from the building. You've removed yourself from the habitation. I was wondering. Somebody told me last week that I reminded them of uh, the old pastor we have. Praise God. I said, well, the problem is he preached to me for so many years. I just, he just, through the word of God, he just shaped me. 
And he said something one time I didn't like. Many more, more than one time. And he said, he said, 90% of your living for God will be you getting along with people. And I didn't want to hear that because there was people I didn't like. But I loved God. God, you know I love you. And I'd turn when certain people would walk by. If you say you love God and you hate your brother. Well, hallelujah. The Bible said you're a liar. And then the Bible said all liars have a place not up there. But anyway, praise God. Everybody say we're building together as a habitation. God puts you together. He puts people together to form a structure that he can habitate inside of with his spirit. Praise God. Everybody say, ye are the temple. Not me by myself. Praise the Lord. But ye are the temple. I feel like I may have crossed somebody and I love it right now. He also said, ye are the body. Oh, that makes more sense. But he also said, ye are the light. Which means there can't just be a few people showing forth the praises of God and everybody else chewing everybody else out of work. You are the salt. Praise God. Not you by yourself. But you and all y'all. Praise God. There's some, y'all are looking at me funny today. Praise God. We are the assembly. Amen. Praise God. You got the Holy Ghost today. You, you are. You are a part of the assembly of God. When we come together, we become the building. We become the house of God. You wonder why the enemy would like to get you separated from your brother, from your sister. Because then you cease to be the house of God. Praise God. Well, this is good preaching, but it's getting quiet. So how do you know when you have arrived at the real house of God? I'll go to the next subject because I feel like y'all may not be able to take any more of that last subject. Come back to it. I'll make a note of that for later. How do you know when you've arrived at the real house of God? Well, let's look at what happened in the Bible. Abraham and Jacob and the New Testament and through the wilderness when Moses was walking along. This is how you knew you were at the house of God was God showed up. (laughs) That's pretty important that God shows up at his house. Well, how was church? Well, it was kind of off. It really wasn't nothing much happened. Well, it wasn't the house of God then. Well, hallelujah. How did Jacob know that he was at the house of God? Because there was ministering spirits. 
that were ascending and descending. What are you talking about? There was prayers getting answered. (laughs) Boy, I I can't wait till tonight. I'm going to get some of these people that's been telling me about these miracles. Tell you about some miracles that happened while they were praying. Not while they were scrolling on Facebook, uh, but while they were praying uh, in Hallelujah. Amen. Man, you knew that the tabernacle in the wilderness was the house of God because there was fire and there was smoke. A pillar that would move and they knew when to move. The New Testament, you knew when it was the house of God and people were getting the Holy Ghost. And people were being healed and devils cast out. People being renewed, chains broken. Amen. People, praise God. Praise God. Hey, did you know you could even turn a prison into a house of God? Hey, it's a certain place. Paul and Silas said, I ain't going to go to sleep. I'm just going to have church. Praise God. They turned the jailhouse into the house of God. Because at midnight, they started singing and praising God. And the jailhouse started shaking up. And people's chains started falling off. Hey, it's a certain place. Hallelujah. I'm almost done, though. The most telling description of what is the house of God. How do I know when when I'm at the house of God? How how would I know? So many places. How how would you really know? And I love the description that Jesus had better than any other one. And he said, it is written. My house. Praise God. He He said, my house shall be called. The house of prayer. Amen. Anytime, anytime you see it is written. You know, you know what that means? It's written somewhere else. And I'm like, I'm like so curious. And when I read it's written, I want to know where was it written? Who said it? When did they say it? What, what was it about? Oh, Isaiah, he must have been a real man was a prophet. He prophesied in Isaiah 56. Bible said, even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifice shall be accepted above mine altar, for mine house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. How, how do you know? How do you know when you've made it to the house of God? I'll tell you what. There's going to be people that are praying. Hey, what we've done this week, meeting together, there has been over a hundred 
people almost every night this week came to this house crying out to God. Praise God. Praise God. Let me tell you something, church. If they ain't praying, that ain't going to be God's house. If they ain't praying. This is what the Lord told me a long time ago, and I'm just, I'm so close to being done. It'd shock you. The Lord told me a long time ago, if you don't pray, something will get you. God, this is going to be a house of prayer. See, think about this. Why don't you stand together with me because I'm giving you hope right now. Letting the blood flow. When you walk into a house of prayer, you've walked into the house of God. So when you walk into a house of prayer, let me tell you, you, I knew I should have quit a while ago. You are at the gate to heaven. Think about what prayer meeting is. Have you ever thought about this? When we're gathered together and we're praying, you know what we're doing? We've gathered at the gate of heaven. You know what that tells me? If you don't pray, you ain't going to make it through the gate. If you don't pray... Something will drag you away. Somebody will offend you. The dog will eat your Bible. You'll have a flat. If you don't pray, it'll be hard for you to make heaven. That's how I gauge how people are doing spiritually. Is I watch. How sincere are they when they pray? I ain't talking about who's the loudest. Some people don't pray loud. I'm not trying to make people pray loud. If you're loud, I'm not trying to make you be quiet. But volume alone is not an indicator. A preacher, pastor texted me this week, said he was going to preach to his congregation this morning about prayer, and he wanted my advice. How long... How long do you tell your people that they need to pray every day? And I text him back and I said, I don't tell my people how long to pray. I tell them how deep they need to pray. You need to pray until you get a breakthrough. If you get a breakthrough and speak in tongues, when the devil comes and says, you ain't got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> what? Where was you this morning, buddy? Feel pray until you pray. I don't care if it takes you five minutes or five hours. Don't stop until, until out of your bellies are flowing rivers of living water. You know what that tells me? 
when that river starts flowing, you're God's house. You're God's habitation. You're at the gate. You're going to make it if you keep doing that. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord all over this house. Come on, why don't you just begin to cry out to the Lord. God, I need you in this place. Oh, I'm telling you, if you'll start praying, if there's something wrong, God will speak to you. If you'll pray, God will show you. If you'll be sincere, God will speak to you. Come on, went on as many as can come around this front. Close as you can. If you can't come to the front, just pray where you're at. Come on, just a few moments, everybody in this house. Lord, I want you to pray until you feel that nail-scarred hand touching you. Come on, pray until you feel him. Reassure me, Lord. Reassure me, Lord.